It's time for the Back to the Book broadcast with Brother Jimmy Ruckman. You can send all correspondence to Brother Jimmy Ruckman, 1621 Six Mile Cemetery Road, Maryville, Tennessee, 37803, or email backtothebookbroadcast at gmail.com. The Back to the Book broadcast is a ministry of the Ridgeview Baptist Church in Walland, Tennessee. You can visit the church website at rbcwalland.org. And now the broadcast. Once again, I'd like to thank you for tuning in to Back to the Book. Please take your Bibles once more and turn to Psalms chapter 12. We're continuing our thought on where are the godly men. Where are the godly men? We've so far dealt with more or less the problems of this ungodly generation. And we've still got just a little bit more to go on that I've went a little bit slower than I thought I would, honestly. David finds himself in the middle of a group of men that are ungodly, and he begins to pray to God. He's concerned. He says, Help, Lord, for the godly man ceaseth, for the faithful fail from among the children of men. Now, we've read this passage several times this week. Um, I'm going to... I've read the first verse. I'm going to stop right there and just try to pick up, for sake of time, where we've left off. We began to look at yesterday. They have this, this generation coming on. It bothers me. They have no desire for the things of God. And I said it's evidenced very much by what they want to talk about. And we said there's no depth to them. They have a surface spirituality, but it never reaches the heart. You know... What is godliness? It's simply being Christ-like. But some people have a misconception, and I've been here before, that godliness is outward actions. Just That's exactly where the Pharisees were at. They thought godliness was in all these actions they would do, and all these things they would abstain from, or, or do this certain way, or, or have to wear this certain way, all these rules and regulations. And now listen, I am not for a moment throwing off on Bible standards and convictions. I believe we probably need more of them, not less of them. But if that is your definition of godliness, you're in trouble. You're probably a Pharisee. Let me explain myself a little bit. We know certain actions are ungodly. And to do that is ungodliness. To not do it, we could say yes, that would be godly. But here's where I'm coming from. True godliness begins in the heart. Godliness is not an outward thing first. It is an inward thing first that works outwardly into our actions and our speech and our thoughts. See, godliness starts in the heart. See, that's the problem with a lot of Christians that have a lot of standards. Standards are good, standards are necessary, and I believe in them and I have a lot of them. I would not ever throw off on a standard somebody was convinced is a Bible standard. But when, <clears throat> when the standard of godliness is based on what is on the outside, you're no better than the Pharisees, which did indeed appear beautiful outwardly. But on the inside, Jesus said they were full of dead men's bones and all uncleanness. You see, godliness is an issue of the heart. 
get your heart right, and everything else will fall into place. You see, godliness deals not so much with actions, but rather with character. To be godly is to be Christ-like. That means to have the character qualities that Christ had, that God has. What are some of those? Righteousness, mercy, grace, justice, holiness, so on and so forth. I think you get the picture. Some of us ought to be more focused on getting our hearts right and in the right place than on whether we have maybe dotted our I's and crossed our T's just right. Now, please don't misunderstand what I'm saying. What I'm trying to say is some of us have too much of a focus on the outward and not enough focus on the inward. Get the inside right, clean the inside, and then the outside will get right. Now, if you have known sin in your life on the outside, don't be stupid. Please don't. If you know it's wrong, get rid of it. God's dealing with you. But your main concern ought to be the heart. And if your heart truly is right, truly does desire to be godly, you'll be more focused at gaining the character qualities that Christ had in His life in your heart and being like Him from the inside first than you will on outside things. If you get the love of God in your heart, loving people outwardly won't be any issue. If you get purity in your heart and your mind, then keeping pure, speaking pure things, it won't be an issue. I think you get the idea. Godliness starts in the heart and works its way outward. But a lot of the generation today, they have no depth to their spirituality. Not only do they not have any depth to them, but they have no determination to live for God. We need a generation that determines to go on for God. Now, I've already said it somewhat, but if Jesus tarries, this world is getting worse Wicked men, vile men are being exalted. It's going to get worse. We're going to begin to be more and more oppressed and persecuted if God does not intervene. And you had better make up your mind now that you're serving God because when it comes time and you're under pressure by threat of some sort of persecution, you, very, you most likely will not be making the correct choice. You need to make up your mind now. I have decided now to follow Jesus. No turning back. Though none go with me, now I will follow Jesus. No turning back. <clears throat> and then, Lastly, one of the characteristics, one of the big things we find in our generation today and what David found as well is that there's no dependence on God. Churches have their traditions, their rituals, their time slots, 
And rather than depending on God to get a spiritual work done, they think they can do it in the power of their flesh. Let me tell you this straight up. You do not have the power in and of yourself to be a godly man or woman. It comes from God alone. And if we do not learn, if we do not return to true dependence on God, then there is no hope for your spiritual well-being. You're backsliding. I don't care how much you do for God. I don't care how good it looks on the outside. If you're not dependent on God from your heart, then everything you're doing is practically disqualified. <coughs> no dependence on God. I'm not going to spend much time here. David says, first of all, help Lord for the godly man ceaseth. And he goes on, for the faithful fail from among the children of men. There are very few people you can count on anymore for spiritual things. There's not faithfulness to the house of God. There's no faithfulness, it seems, to the man of God. There's no faithfulness to the word of God. There's no faithfulness to the prayer closet. There's no faithfulness to holy living. No faithfulness to witnessing. My, oh my, we're in a bad spot, aren't we? We could go to Ezekiel in chapter 22, verse 30. It says this. This is God speaking. And I sought for a man among them that should make up the hedge and stand in the gap before me for the land, that I should not destroy it. But I found none. I wonder if God has to say that in our churches today. I wonder if God's going to have to say that for this generation coming on the scene. I don't know how many younger people are listening. But God is looking for some godly men, women, boys and girls coming on the scene that are willing to take the baton, are willing to go on for God, to hold the standards high, not to dr drop our convictions, but to take on more. Not to lower the flag, but to raise it higher, to preach it more, to be more bold, to stand stronger than we ever have, to pick up the slack once again, and to preach righteousness, to exalt righteousness in our land. We've got to make up our minds we're not going to go the way of the world. Solomon wrote, My son, if sinners entice thee, consent thou not. We need to make up our minds we're not going to go along with everybody else. We're going to be the godly generation coming on the scene. We need to determine, I'm going to be that man or that woman that will stand in the gap and pick up the slack. You go to 1 Peter chapter 1, it tells us, Be ye holy as I am holy. We can't forget that while holiness is being forsaken on a very large scale today, we, as a faithful remnant, need to pick up the slack and live holy. Chapter 2 of 1 Peter tells us we're to follow in his steps. Now in 
Closing. What is the hope of this generation? How is it that we can be holy and walk as Christ walked in today? You say the world's worse. It's harder. We're going to begin to be persecuted more when we take a stand. How is it that we can go the very opposite direction that literally everybody else in this world is going? I mean, literally, <coughs> the, the entire world, many people, they're totally geared to literally pull us away the exact opposite direction. You can't look around anywhere without seeing the filthy magazines, the billboards, or the TV, the, the, the oppression from all these worldly influences and worldly trends of today. How is it that we can go on? What is our hope? Here is really, I've said all that I've said this week, really to just challenge you in this. Two things. It's prayer and a biblical mindset. You say, well, that's, that's way too simple. It's the most fault things in the Christian's life. The first thing we find in this text when David saw the problem was this. Help, Lord. A prayer. We need to get on our knees and beg for God's help to help us to stand, to give us the power and the strength to go on for God. And we need to get our uh, a biblical mindset. Verse 6 and 7, he begins talking about the words of the Lord are pure words. As silver tried in a furnace of earth, purified seven times. We are not to be conformed to this world, but to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. And that renewing of our mind happens through the Word of God. What is our hope of being godly in this generation, of taking a stand? It's the only hope that we have is to get on our knees in prayer, faithfully, fervently, often, and get our noses in God's Word, and get a Bible mindset about us. A heart for God's Word. A heart for spending time with God. That is the answer to finding, once again, true godliness in this generation, and to being godly, to standing godly, and to making a difference. Thank you so much for listening this week. I hope this week has been a blessing. You've been listening to the Back to the Book broadcast with Brother Jimmy Ruckman. You can send all correspondence to Brother Jimmy Ruckman, 1621 Six Mile Cemetery Road, Maryville, Tennessee, 37803, or email broadcast at gmail.com. The Back to the Book broadcast is a ministry of the Ridgeview Baptist Church in Wallen, Tennessee. You can visit the church website at rbcwalland.org.